Welcome to the Homegirls. Four top producing mega realtors, moms, wives, and friends talking about real estate and real life. Angela, Kristen, Jessica, and Lindsay are in the top 1% of all real estate agents and would be honored to receive your real estate referrals in Colorado. Join us as we drop a new episode every Monday anywhere podcasts are aired, in real life on YouTube, and connect with us every day on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HomegirlsCO. Thanks for listening. We love you. Hey everybody, it's your homegirls here today. We are with Eric Simon of The Broke Agent, who I'm super stoked to have on here. I have followed The Broke Agent for several years now. Um, a couple years back, you had liked one of my Instagram posts. Oh, wow. Really fangirled out and like lost my mind. And I was like, I'm fucking cool. Like, I'm so cool. <laughs> um, but part of the reason I personally wanted to have you on the show is one of your biggest things is like, you don't like the real estate shit, just like we don't. The kind of pony show, if you will. And so that we felt like you were just a really good fit for us and somebody to have on our show with your content. So we want to know just a little bit about you, the um, broke agent. We can touch a little bit on, you know, what you do in the real estate space outside of the broke agent, but we want to kind of get to know you. Awesome. Which photo did I like of yours from a couple years back? Um, it was a thing of like, it was like a Lay's potato chip and it said Xanax or something like <laughs> oh, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I reposted that actually. You did. And I was like, yeah. I'm funny. The broke agent thinks I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all the validation you need, right? That's there. all I needed. So thank you for validating my life. I appreciate yes, it. Yes. You're welcome. Well, I'm glad, uh, glad we can make that happen. <laughs> uh, I'm Eric Simon. I run The Broke Agent. I've been doing it for five years. I started it with a friend of mine, Wes Pinkston, who's uh, no longer with The Broke Agent. He has moved on to greener pastures. Um, started it because I was a buyer's agent in Los Angeles and was sitting dead open houses every Saturday and Sunday. Um, basically, I was an unpaid assistant, but I was cold calling every single morning, door knocking every single afternoon and had zero success doing it. And I needed kind of a creative outlet to express the pain and suffering that I was enduring. And so I started tweeting out kind of like the funny circumstances I was having at open houses and like all the awkward social interactions and stuff. And then started putting those tweets on to Instagram and Facebook. Um, I think we had Pinterest and everything at the beginning also. And then it kind of blew up from there. And now it's half of my job on top of still being a real estate agent in Los Angeles. So yeah, it's just, it's funny real estate content that's kind of like the inner monologue of a struggling realtor. It's, it's what we all say and like nobody really says it because we're afraid of the backlash. Like yes. I posted one the other day that was like the stimulus check and like the commentary was, I thought you were a top producing realtor. Yeah, that, that wasn't mine. <laughs> but you're the where I saw it. So it's all like, all the time. Well, good. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad anybody associates real estate humor with the broke agent. So that's good. <laughs> In my mind, you are. Yes. <laughs> so who helps you run the broke agent now then? Uh, no, nobody. Um, a lot of agents across the world help me in the sense that they're constantly submitting stuff and giving me ideas. Uh, real estate itself is probably the number one thing that helps you run the broke agent. The more real estate stuff I do, the more content I get. So you can kind of see a uh, correlation between the amount I'm posting and the amount of real estate I'm doing. Because if I'm not doing any real estate stuff, then the content kind of runs dry. But also if I'm not doing any real estate stuff, I keep posting because I have nothing else to do. So maybe there isn't a direct correlation, but yeah, I just, I, I keep getting ideas from, uh, you know, all of you, anybody that submits anything and just like, it's a, it's a constant stream of content because bad shit keeps happening to me. So that's how it goes. <laughs> Are you on a team now or are you on your own or what does that look like? Uh, I work with a partner sometimes, but I'm a, I'm a solo agent at Compass in Brentwood, Los Angeles. So I, I was with that buyer's agent team and I started as an assistant and actually as a receptionist at a brokerage. So I've kind of seen the real estate brokerage and uh, from like multiple perspectives, which is cool. So I could have like a perspective of the staff, of an assistant, of a buyer's agent, and now of an actual agent. So I think you've seen like the content kind of progress from that perspective as well. I just said perspective like five times, but. <laughs> Why real estate? Cause you went to USC, right? I did, yes. Um, I never wanted to be in real estate. I worked at the Laugh Factory Comedy Club out of college in their marketing department. 
And then I knew a girl that was working at a brokerage in Beverly Hills and I just needed kind of like a temporary position in between jobs. So I became a receptionist at that brokerage that became like a full-time thing for two or three months. And then I got hired as an assistant. So it was never anything that I wanted to do, nor is it something I want to continue to do, but it is what I do now. So as far as content goes, what do you like, how do you know what to post, when to post, where to post and be able to get the most reach because you have a huge reach now. So is it still like the rhyme or reason behind that? Or do you just post now? Cause you know, um, I think there's a rhyme or reason behind where I post it. So like some jokes are better in the form of a tweet, like written language, some written language, uh, some, some, jokes are better as a meme some are better as like a skit so there's TikTok for that or like a long form youtube video so it kind of depends like i I'll, I'll get the ideas either from you know submissions or uh personal experiences and then i'll see kind of what platform it it does best on or what platform i think that the joke would translate best to so there's a lot of like stuff that i'll write down during like an inspection or open house or something like that and then i'll try to either like near that to an image that I find, or I'll say like, hey, this would be actually be funny in a long-term skit, long-term skit, or this would be a good TikTok, or this would be a good tweet. So I kind of like play around with it, and I could test stuff on Twitter as more of like a dumping ground, and then post it to my Instagram and see how it does there. So are there any like memes or any posts that are off limits for you? Like, do you ever get something in and you're like, man, I really want to post that, but we probably shouldn't? Yeah, anything with politics on it, I definitely don't post, um, even if it's like a, a politician that's like forming the expression. Um, I've done it a couple of times and I've gotten backlash from it and I just have found that it's just not worth it. I don't want to alienate 50% of my audience. So even if there's like a perfect, you know, like there's that Michael Cohen meme that's been going on where he says, you know, I've done it like a hundred times or something like that. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Right. <laughs> Where, you know, in his hearing. And, you know, there's a bunch of real estate scenarios you could put to that, but I've just avoided that in general because I don't want to piss people off right. or think that, like, you know, people don't want to get any sort of political opinion from the broke agent. Like, they don't want to hear my policy on immigration. They want to see real right. estate memes. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I, I guess, uh, I guess politics, um, I avoid. And then I also avoid content that could directly, um, I guess I, I avoid content that my clients can interpret as being directly related to them. So if I'm working on a current deal and I post something or, you know, something comes up, I try to wait till that deal finishes or make sure that I word it in a way that my clients wouldn't be looking at that post and be like, he's literally talking about me right now. Right. Cause I've done that a couple of times, even if I haven't been talking about them where buyers have interpreted like a meme uh, about them. And it's just not worth it to do that either. Cause I, I still do real estate deals and I don't want them to think that I'm just using them for content. Right. So how many agents message you in a day bitching at you for your Terry <laughs> talking? I, do they really? I, yeah, I get a, I get a lot of agents with, you know, stories and screenshots of offers or screenshots of like funny responses from other agents or text messages that they're receiving from their clients. So that that's honestly where uh, so much of the content comes from now is that it's kind of self-sustaining because I keep getting those submissions. And I think it's been awesome that people have, you know, when something bad happens to them, they think of the broke agent or they think like, Hey, this would be a great thing to turn into a meme or a post. And it's good for them because they could get credit and shout outs and stuff as well. So yeah, I get it. I get a lot of messages, which is, which is cool. Do you ever have anyone who gets mad at you though, for like, if they post, if you post something publicly, like if I sent you like a message between me and a client you post it publicly have anyone ever said i didn't give you permission i was just sharing yes. the broke agent <laughs> yes um so i have another account called bad real estate picks where i post yes bad real estate picks you know marketing blunders bad property description errors stuff like that and there was this um guy that posted kind of a just ridiculous photo of him like standing i can't even do do what he was doing with the sign and i posted it because it was like a, a public image um, you know, he used it for his marketing. And then he called me and said that he was going to, you know, call like the California Association of Realtors and that he was threatening me to take it down. So that has happened a couple of times. I can't really talk about the picture that it was, but um, yeah, people have gotten pissed. But now I usually just ask them for 
like, hey, is it okay if I blur this out or is it okay if I use this and attribute your name to it? Yeah. How does your broker deal with all this? So like we have, like I really love my office and 99% mm -hmm. of the people in my office are amazing, but our office is like over 600 agents. And so we have a broker of the day where mm -hmm. there's like four or five of them and they rotate in and out. And we've got this one I literally don't know why he has a Facebook account because all he does is go on his agent's posts all day long and go, this is something that should be discussed with your broker and not on Facebook. And it's like, I mean, I was like, Hey, I'm on the way to a closing. doesn't need to be discussed with my broker. So like, how does, do you, does, is your, and I've heard stories for sure from people that have been like cited or kicked out of their brokerage because of stuff they posted. Like, is your broker just super cool? Does it cause conflict? So it actually helped me um, get in, I think, with, so it was formerly Gibson International. They really liked the book agent. So I switched brokerages like two and a half years ago. And <clears throat> I think it was definitely a plus just that they, they liked the content. But the first brokerage I was with was Hilton and Highland. That's when I started the broke agent. And they did not like the broke agent. And I started it off as kind of like an alias where it wasn't me personally. So I never posted my face. And then I ended up speaking at the Inman Connect conference in 2015. And the general manager of the brokerage was like sitting in the front row. And he kind of knew it was us like a week before because we let him know we were speaking there. But he kindly asked us to switch brokerages after that just because they didn't want the, the liability of what I could post. And I think back in 2015, it was a little edgier and I didn't really have a grasp for, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the reach that I had now either. So I didn't know that a lot of what I could post would be like a bad reflection on realtors if people were sharing my stuff as well. So he kindly asked me to switch brokerages, um, you know, pretty early on. So I get it. Like Hilton and Highlands, like a boutique luxury brand. They don't want, they don't want someone posting about how, you know, shitty real estate is all day. So well, Compass has I get a it. longer, you know, cool vibe. Like I'm obsessed with yeah. your signs. Do you have the light up signs? The light up signs? No. See, that's the thing. Like I've asked all these people, they launched this, like they got a patent for the sign that like lights up and nobody actually has them. And it is silly. I want a compass sign. You mean like what signs that just show up at like nighttime when you're driving by a property? They're like these really cool, like you have to Google it. They're like a circle, like mm -hmm. almost like a ring light. And then they have like a, like down lighting on them. And they like made this big, huge deal about getting a patent for them and all their agents were going to get the signs and nobody has the signs. So if I had a meme for Compass, it would be like, where are the signs at, bro? I'll, I'll cook one of those up for you and then message it to you. <laughs> Do you find that being in, okay, this is going to sound really bad, but we just had another friend on that's in LA and I'm actually from California. I grew up in Santa Monica, but um, so like, do you find that being in LA specifically as its own little climate gives you tons of extra ammunition for content because like you've got like the cool beachy surfer vibe and then you've got like the really douchey yes luxury agent vibe like do you Absolutely. get a lot of content just from that yeah that's a great question la is you know five or six different cities in one and you have so many different personalities in each location so you're west hollywood compared to your Beverly Hills, compared to your Santa Monica, compared to your Venice, you're getting such a different sort of clientele and different sort of agent that's representing that clientele. So a lot of the content at the beginning was making fun of agents and how they promote themselves, the, the motivational quote they use and the, the car pictures and you know that, that sort of thing. So I think it's definitely helped with the content, especially being able to see these you know, luxury listings and seeing the type of you know, a lot of douchebag agents that represent these clients um, has definitely helped feed in, feed into it. And then also being surrounded by so many successful agents, like at Hilton and Highland as a struggling agent myself, and just being like, hey, are there any other agents that are struggling on social media? All I see is success story, success story. This is my listing. You know, this is, you know, me getting cocktails with my client. And I was just like, there's got to be some other side to this. Um, and then I found out that 90% of agents are kind of more in the boat than I was. So, are they yeah. douchebags in real life or are they pretty cool once you get to know them? Uh, a lot of them are douchebags, um, but a lot of them are, are cool as well. I've always gotten along with douchebags. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I really like 
but aggressive type A personality. So as long as it like doesn't affect me personally, I like right. I, I like to laugh at it and I think they're fun and exciting. But yeah, like LA, like if people made fun of Colorado, it would be like that we're like, it's changing, but like we're hippie and granola mm -hmm. and like we don't shower enough and we're like always outside camping, <laughs> right? But like right. LA to me is like, I, I don't know if I could do it there, man. Like it takes a special type of an agent to be on show in LA all mm -hmm. the time. Yeah, there there was a lot of agents, especially at Hilton Highland, that you know some of them were on million dollar listing, um, and their personality is kind of similar to you know what they portray on the show. But and there, a lot of them were like you know foul mouth and I don't know, but they they were they were funny. I, I kind of like the atmosphere and and stuff that they brought to the office. So yeah, I've I've gotten along with douchebags and all types of agents in Los Angeles, but it keeps providing content, so that's that's good. So how do you leverage social media for your real estate business? Uh, I don't at all. You do <laughs> I, nothing with that. I do nothing with my personal uh, real estate, but, uh, social media, and I've funneled basically no leads from the broke agent. I keep it completely separate because the broke agent's its own business. And that's kind of more, you know, merchandise advertising. But what I'm doing now is I'm creating meme templates and funny posts for other realtors to share to their social media without the broke agent branding, the ones that are a little bit more friendly to clients um, and ones that will have, like I'll have like an entire posting schedule and you know, 30, 30 new posts a month that realtors could use. They can start posting funny content because what I've definitely seen is that the funny content gets shared more than anything and that even clients relate with this. But if you're sharing something with the huge, the broke agent watermark on it, it can kind of turn off some people. So I think this will be, a successful platform for agents. So if we're friends on Facebook, we're never going to see like a picture of you. Like I'm at a closing or no, <laughs> I did that like on my personal Instagram at the beginning, but I, I always feel just uncomfortable sharing any of my real estate stuff, which is kind of counterproductive because you do definitely have to promote yourself a little. You want people to know that, you're a real estate agent, but me starting the broke agent has at least let a bunch of people know that I'm doing real estate without promoting my listings or promoting my closings or anything like that. So I'm getting the promotion without the promotion, doing it without the self-promotion, if that makes sense. So with this new space that you're moving into, you're going to start creating content for realtors to use from a marketing standpoint. Does that include, are we going to see like an inner like Facebook group where you're going to have like marketing stuff in there. How much of that, like how much bigger do you envision that piece becoming for the broke agent? Um, so it started, I, I did an ebook a couple months ago about just like Instagram growth, real estate agents and like who to follow, what, what to comment and like the strategies I've used to build my Instagram. And that kind of opened up a lane for me where I, I realized that, um, you know, being a decent, brand growth, not expert, but, you know, building a brand, I could definitely help agents build their own brand and help them understand what content kind of works best. Um, so yeah, this, this platform is with, have you heard of coffee and contracts? They do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So coffee and contracts has like a bunch of uh, templates and flyers and postcards and stuff for real estate agents to post. So I partnered with her. So she has an entire platform of posting schedules. Um, and she just hit me up for like an advertisement basically. And I said, Hey, we should do funny real estate memes and funny posts and, and kind of plug them into your content as well. So we'll, we'll see uh, that that's launching, uh, early May. And I think that, I think it's going to do well. I don't know. I think that hopefully people understand that humor definitely is a, a great play for marketing. I don't know if that answered the question. It was kind that's of all like over the place there. It's like the best though. I mean, like we can't, realtors are funny. Like, and I mean funny, like as like, we really are a joke, right? Like we are the most <laughs> egotistical pieces of shit in the world. <laughs> it's what it is. Yeah. And so I love that we have this space where like, it's okay to talk about, and real estate's not million dollar listing. It's not sexy. It's not mm -hmm. Louis Vuittons. It's not all this stuff. And so I've always enjoyed having a space where like, you just say what we all think. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that humor just like people relate with humor and it kind of like softens the conversation 
um, on, on your Instagram feed to your clients or to potential clients, if you're actually posting some self-deprecating stuff as well, because if, you know, they, they know that you're a realtor, all they do is see the open house listings. They see the in escrows, they see the market flashes and everything like that. So anytime that they can get a break, um, from your content, not you specifically, but just real estate mm -hmm. agents content and actually see something that's, you know, funny and relatable to sales or relatable to other industries. I think that they'll really connect with agents more and it'll be advantageous for agents in their marketing. Um, who's your favorite comedian? Uh, I like Chris D'Elia. He's, you know, super mainstream, but I saw him perform a bunch at the Laugh Factory and I just, I really liked his, his crowd work sets and he doesn't say the same thing every time. I saw Dane Cook a lot um, at the Laugh Factory too, because he was like a resident there. He's, he's a douchebag. Yeah. But he, he's a he giant douchebag. The worst. The worst. The worst. I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, he always, there's always like problems with him and like parking at the Laugh Factory and everything. But he, he had the same set every single time. And I really appreciate the comedians that could go up there, uh, do some crowd work, and then kind of base their set based off what people were saying. And Chris D'Elia was hilarious with that. So I like him a lot. And yeah, he's my favorite. So did, did you say, did I hear this wrong? Or did you say real estate isn't what you really want to be doing? Did I yeah, hear no, you, you heard that right. I don't know. I never wanted to be a real estate agent and I'm certainly, it's not my, my passion. Uh, creating content is and, and, you know, posting funny stuff has always been. I, I had a blog called The Pudgy Caddy before, which was kind of a funny, like, post-grad blog about like social situations and going out in Los Angeles. So that's, that's what I've always liked doing is creating funny content. I think real estate's a good lane for it. Um, so I, I see this hopefully evolving into me creating uh, funny content for stuff that I care more about, whether it's sports, basically sports. I love sports. <laughs> that's, that's my, my real passion. So what are you yeah, doing now with no sports? Uh, just creating real estate memes. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I don't know. It's been, it's been torturous. Honestly, there's this MJ documentary that's coming out like every Sunday. So obsessed. Watched, I'm obsessed. Yeah. We've I've been watching that. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So I've watched yeah. that the last couple of weeks and I've been watching like old Yankees highlights on YouTube and you know, they took away March Madness. They're taking away potentially the whole college football season, which is devastating to me. So I don't know they, they got to bring it back. 2020 is the year of like depression. Like it just, I know like, it is. <laughs> it really is. Probably like a content goldmine though too, because dear God, like the shit that yeah. is like, out of control. Are you being careful with how you're talking about that too? Because some of the COVID stuff can be pretty political, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not like talking about reopening, uh, you know, specific states or anything like that, or the stay-at-home orders and how they're affecting. I'm kind of more making jokes about like working from home. And just how, you know, if a client wants to see a place, it's becoming more difficult or something like that. Yeah, I'm not really touching like the, the political side of, of the, the COVID takes. There have been some people, oh my God, like with the conspiracy theories. <laughs> if I had the balls that I would totally turn into memes and content because right. I'm like, oh my God, you are so far down a rabbit hole. And it's really weird. It's been like, a lot of people that I wouldn't necessarily expect. Like yeah. there's an agent that's there in California that I'm thinking of specifically. And he is a super cool guy and I love him, but I'm sitting here going like, Jesus, like you need to <laughs> mute yourself for a little while. People have lost, people have lost their minds. And then like, you wonder what that does to their business Yeah. in three months. Like when, you can go back to work and now you have to go from like, I don't know, China created this in a lab. And if you go to area 51, you're going to see the aliens with the coronavirus. <laughs> like, Hey guys, want to buy or sell a house? Like it's out of control. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's hard to, to show restraint on some of this because people have such a visceral reaction to anything uh, politically or anything that's kind of, you know, preventing them from doing business. So if you're sitting at home kind of mulling over thoughts in your head constantly, you, you kind of need an outlet to, you know, Twitter's not a great one for this because the whole world sees it. Same with Facebook, but 
yeah, a lot of people feel like they just have to get things off their desks right now. So it makes sense, but yeah, we'll be, it will be hard for that person to go back and just start talking about open houses again after talking about like 5G conspiracies and shit. Exactly. Exactly. Pivot. Yeah. <laughs> 5G is definitely going to kill you and it's super bad and it's totally a government conspiracy. However, I would love to sell you this house in a neighborhood where they just put all these 5G towers. Let's go. And I'm like, I like that's a good post idea actually for my new templates. I like that. That was worded perfectly. Yeah, it's, there you go. it's making me quietly laugh. <laughs> What's the funniest or most awkward thing you've seen while showing or listing a house? Um, I got kicked off a listing. My old boss is listing for placing a water bottle on a piece of wood once because she thought that a condensation ring was going to be formed. Um, so I, I walked in her. So my old boss uh, was David Kramer and he had a bunch of uh, big listings in Beverly Hills and I like sprinted in in their house for a broker's caravan because I was late putting out the signs because we were doing signs for another listing and I walked in just put my water bottle on briefly and then like just to tie my shoes and then she went nuts called my uh called my boss and said that he never wanted me back in the house ever again because I don't respect uh her furniture and wood basically and then I also had a gun pulled on me at my own listing <laughs> at well I guess we were we were showing agents, um, this house in Palisades, there was a wacky seller was for a short sale. And I went up to his room uh, before the open house to kind of clean everything up, turn on the lights. And I saw a shotgun on his bed. And so I told him, I was like, hey man, you gotta move this shotgun before people come over. Like, obviously you have to put this away. And then he calls me when I was downstairs, like in the foyer, foyer. And then he's holding the shotgun like this and makes like a bunch of like joke bang noises. And I like dove behind a pillar and it was just like the most uncomfortable, unfunny, scary experience ever. So never went back to that house after that. Oh my God. Yeah. That's like very Colorado. I'm sorry. Like the weirdest <laughs> shit that we deal with on a regular basis here is every single day, put away your weed. Yeah. Put away your, put your guns. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't have your bong out when we're showing the property. Like that's right. every day. I mean, this was laying across his bed in the master, like this like 12 gauge shotgun. And it was just like obviously this thing has to be put away. He also had he he's had some like smoking company that he was starting where like you can ingest like medicine through like vaping basically. So we had all these vaping apparatuses, and then the entire place always smelled like weed every single time um we showed it before open houses. So yeah, that, that's that, that is pretty scary. Oh yeah, that's yeah, like, like every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would not expect that in LA though as much. Well, well, there's a lot of weed smells in in LA, definitely. But uh, as far as the gun thing, that was the only only experience I've had with that. That's scary and not yeah. funny. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying. Um, it is. <laughs> the, so did the team that you were on get mad? Or did they get mad at you for being the broke agent and basically talking shit about being on their team sitting there? No, they, they had a good sense of humor. And I, I let them know that a lot of the content was kind of based off of them, especially like later on. I, mm -hmm. I see them because they're, they're in my market. They're in Santa Monica, Brentwood. Yeah. So I see them all the time at like brokers opens and stuff. Um, and they, they laugh at it. They, they have a good sense of humor. They're selling so much real estate. They could give a shit what I'm doing. They don't care. You know, yeah. So, uh, I mean, a lot of agents, like if they think it's about them or something, like they're, they're more worried about their own business than, you know, me making fun of them directly. So, yeah. So I have a question. So you, yes. come, you come off very laid back, very chill. Very <laughs> Do I? Well, I like it. No, I like it. Thanks. I like it. Uh -huh. um, tell us what your day looks like. Are you that structured agent where you wake up at a certain time, you work out, you do this? Like, what does your schedule look like? Oh my God, it's embarrassing what my schedule it's looks okay. like. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have one. I mean, it, it changes day to day as, as any real estate agent does, especially, I mean, during quarantine, I wake up and I like eat eggs and then I like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll do some like push-ups at five o'clock. So that's pretty much my schedule. Um, but for real, real estate wise, I'm not doing too much for lead generation. I'm just kind of, you know, working with friends that are first time home buyers, buying condos, buying houses that are just getting engaged. So going to USC definitely helped because I have a lot of 
friends, you know, kind of family in this area that has been purchasing places over the last five years. And some of them, some of them are now selling those places. So my business is just coming uh, referrals. Um, but like broke agent wise, it's basically just me creating content, like in my boxers at home. So there's really, I don't, I don't really have a structure. I, I try to post two or three times a day. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff I do just like following up with people, posting comments, doing everything I can to possibly grow it. And then I have, you know, podcasts and, and meetings and zoom meetings and stuff for advertisements or merchandise brands or people that I want to work with. Like I obviously want to grow the broke agent and eventually have a team and it kind of become like the number one source for real estate entertainment and have like a full-time blog and have like a, a merch store. That's actually not just me coming up with stuff, you know, once every couple months, but I want more people contributing to this. So I'm constantly talking to people to see who can devote enough time. Cause the, the problem is there's a lot of funny agents out there, but a lot of funny agents just want to like submit something to you. And then, you know, they're doing real estate stuff. So not too many people want to want to sacrifice or jeopardize their real estate business and jump on this full time as well. So that's kind of definitely been a struggle is, is finding someone else is like passionate about creating funny real estate content as I am. Um, I like it. I like how chill you are. I like how you just make it. No, really. Like, cause mm -hmm. like for me having a family and a kid, like I have to be on a structure. And so I'm kind of envious of you to like, just wake up and be like, let's go eat some eggs now. And then let's go do push-ups. <laughs> like, you know, like I like that. That's, I like it. Right. I <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there should be some more structure to it. And, you know, I, I go through phases, I think like anybody where sometimes I'm definitely more dedicated to, to certain activities, you know, whether it's real estate wise or, or content wise, but you know, it's just, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what works and, and where to devote most of my time. And that just keeps evolving along with the platforms, whether it's TikTok now or Instagram or anything like that. Are you guys on TikTok yet? I was just going to say, TikTok. <laughs> you are? Nice. I like those yeah. uh, stereotypical, so you spoke a lot about sports you love sports and you mentioned michael jordan mj yes uh -huh. um who do you look up to and what is your favorite quote from them or has anything stuck from you from a a public figure of any kind uh, Derek Jeter's my favorite athlete of all time, just being a huge Yankee fan, just the way he carried himself, um, the way he never had any off the field scandals. He was epic with all the females he dated. He was just like a legend in general. Um, he, and he was just like the ultimate clutch athlete anytime in the World Series playoffs. He, uh, he, he was never phased, great fielder, great runner the captain um so yeah Derek, Derek Jeter uh Alex Rodriguez too just the way like he's become a, a business icon the way he kind of handled you know being a, a choker in the playoffs to being a hero in the 2009 World Series to kind of like revamping his career as like a business icon and marrying J-Lo and everything <laughs> I don't know um but yeah I, I like A-Rod and Jeter the Yankees definitely uh they're two two of my heroes but I, I like the human side of A-Rod because it was really cool to see someone that wasn't a machine that would just right. choke nonstop in the playoffs. He was constantly getting booed. He had his, you know, right. drug and steroid problems and everything. Right. And to see him kind of, you know, that redemption arc was really cool to see as a fan because I hated him when he would ground out into a double play in the playoffs or strike out. I was like, this guy's making $250 million. How could he do this? But then he, uh, yeah, he came back, became clutch and is now like this epic business icon. So right. he does good TikToks too. He, he does. does. Yeah, the whole family does. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I only know because I like J-Lo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like J-Lo too. Everybody does. She's great. Everybody likes J-Lo. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, is there a Mrs. Broke agent? Uh, I have a girlfriend, yeah. She's in the other room right now. This is our little office. This is where we sit quarantined. Nice. I have these huge keys from All Things Real Estate. Oh, I love them. They're so yeah. good. Yeah. What does she do? Uh, she's a real estate lawyer, actually. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the 
before you make a post, you can be like, hey, babe, is this too far over the line? I do. I, I, I consult her regularly, actually. She's a great litmus, litmus, litmus test to see what is, what is kosher and what is not. So you, like when you introduce yourself to people, do you say, I'm a real estate agent? Do you say, I'm a real estate content creator? Like, how do you explain that? <laughs> Um, I don't know. That changes kind of who I'm talking to. Um, if I think saying I'm a real estate agent will be more beneficial for the conversation, I'll say that. I usually don't like saying that because I usually don't like talking about real estate that much, which is the dumbest thing you can possibly do as a real estate agent. But I don't know. I, th I think the broke agent stuff is a little bit more interesting. And usually mm -hmm. when I'm, you know, at a networking event or something like that, I'm doing it for the broke agent to try to, you know, promote the brand. And so that's kind of kind of the angle I usually go, but, you know, usually sometimes a combination of both, like, hey, I'm a real estate agent, but I also am a real estate content creator, but no one knows what that is. They're like, what does that even mean? I mean, I love to write. Like, mm -hmm. I always wanted to be a writer and I love to write. And I always wanted to like, it, during the downturn, I was a big REO agent. I listed high volume for like banks and like the shit that we saw mm -hmm. was incredible funny and terrifying and scary and disgusting and like all the things. And I always wanted to write a book because it's just so off the wall. And I would share like stories here and there and people would be like, you should write a book. But I was just always so afraid a little bit, like you said earlier, that somehow somebody would see something that I wrote and then I'd end up getting sued or in trouble for it because it was very personal and like raw Mm -hmm. stuff and so I'm like I should have done it under a pen name now I'm like wondering if it's been enough time that I should do it but I just like you're so brave to just go out there and <laughs> post all the things well thank you I, I don't I don't think it's bravery um but I mean I use I, I don't ever use the names or anything specific so I always kind of dilute the post enough to where that person or that scenario won't won't directly you know correlate that to something that happened to them but yeah, you could always, you know, switch up the names. And I think when enough time has passed, I think there's so many real estate agents that have crazy stories like that. That's another thing I want the broke agent to become. It's like an anonymous, you know, platform uh, where people could submit these stories where every single day you could go on the brokeagent.com and see, you know, five or six stories from agents across the world or country that are, you know, anonymously or, or not anonymously talking about the stuff that happens to them because there's so much entertainment that could come not just from me and just from other people that it's, I'm just trying to find the best way to bring that all in and um, aggregate that in a way that is like effective for people. It is such a hilarious pool, like Jess said, of places to pull stuff from because like, it's ridiculous. Like the puffery and the ego mm -hmm. and the weirdness. And then you mix in the clients and they're straight up insanity. Mm -hmm. And it is like, I can't really think of another business in the world that is so, like maybe quite so weird. Yeah. Oh, when people no other business so in the world posts their payday. I mean, like, yeah. it else is like Friday, bitches. Right. I got paid. The rest of us do. Like, I mean, it, and I was that agent. I mean, I think we all are to some extent because that you learn from other people. And like, as mm -hmm. time on, I don't really think I do that as much anymore because I think it's tacky now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that we are like the only industry that, that has to keep promoting our successes. And I think it does get kind of nauseating for the people that follow us. Um, but we're kind of in our own, own, our own bubble too, where we're told to post that stuff and we're told to like keep coming up with content and that we're supposed to be our own media companies and it's hard to keep coming up with posts. So I think that's why like this platform that we're coming out with, I think will help a lot of people, um, you know, just giving them kind of like, Hey, you can say this, you can word a little bit differently, but here's a way to promote yourself by making a joke about the fact that you're promoting yourself. Like that's what people relate best with the broke agent is kind of the self-deprecation and like the anxiety and just like the inner monologue that is going on with people to show like, hey, this person's human, this person's struggling, this person's losing deals, just like everybody else. And I think if more people start doing that, the, they would find more success with their social media than being like the suited and booted, you know, here's a new construction zone, here's my new listing, here's this. Because mm -hmm. everyone, everyone sees that, that doesn't differentiate you from anybody. That doesn't make you stand out at all. So no. to back on what you're saying, so if you have a brand new agent standing in front of you, 
I have like a two part question on this one. You have a brand okay. new standing in front of you and they have all these questions about content. What is your number one thing that you would tell a brand new agent um, coming into the real estate space about content? Um, to be, I mean, it's cliche, but to be authentic and, and post stuff that they like to post about like their personality, because you'll probably connect with clients on a more personal level. So if I like sports, I would, you know, try to post stuff about sports or about like a team or something specific that I follow. So that client or a client that would follow me would be like, Hey, I want to work with this guy because I see that he's also a Yankee fan. He shows similar interests because you're basically you know, starting these mini relationships with these clients and you're going to be showing them houses or you're going to be selling their house and you're going to be working with them for maybe months, years at a time. And they want to work with someone they can connect with on a personal basis. So including, you know, your, your hobbies and what you do recreationally, I think is always a good thing. So if somebody wanted to hire you one-on-one, -on -one, like for content management, do you ever do anything like that right now? Yeah, uh, I do. So I'm doing it for non-real estate brands also. Um, I can't name the the clients that I'm working with, but I've I've been doing that for the last two or three years also. And I think you know after these eBooks and I and I've had a lot of uh, messages back and forth with agents who want help with their social media. I could definitely you know help just from like a content perspective, when to post, how to post, what hashtags to use, uh, what content works best for what platform. So I'm definitely moving a little bit into that space. Um, I don't want to become like a social media coach just because I feel like that's against everything that I talk about and it would just, it would just feel so like so douchey and inauthentic if I was doing that. But I think there's something I could do with it. I don't know what. You're a consultant. Yeah, exactly. A social like media fancy consultant. name for you. Something. Right. Like yeah. A social media consultant. I think I could be a good digital game consultant as well, where people are like, like texting, you know, ex-girlfriends or like trying to make someone jealous on social media or something like that. People always come to me with that stuff. And I think I could be like the hitch, the hitch of, you know, digital media. You're like so chill. Like who would ever know that like, I, I don't <laughs> no know. one ever says that about me. I don't know. I don't know how I'm coming across like that. Probably just well, porn. Poor girls on a call are super intimidating. So that might be some of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like on the flip side of what Joss asked about like a, a brand new agent. What about an agent like me that's been established for a long time? So like, I've always kept my personal Facebook pretty sterile. Like, I mean, I love, I talk about, I'm authentic, super yeah. authentic. I'm a super oversharer, like serially. And I talk about my life and all that stuff. But like, I feel like I have like a work Lindsay and a real Lindsay. And so like my Instagram, if you went to my Instagram, like it's all that's what she said jokes. And it's all like, like that's like the real Lindsay, right? Mm -hmm. But like, so how do you start to cross over for agents that have been established and have been like buttoned up, which is not me necessarily, but those people that like, so the world is changing, right? Like there's a lot of people out there that are our age. The baton is kind of moving from like the headshot like this with the thumbs up and the Coldwell Banker gold, it's not Coldwell, Century 21 gold jacket, but you know, like that old school style real estate into like us and the younger generation demands authenticity and humor and all that stuff. So like, what about all those people that have been super buttoned up? Like they probably shouldn't just go on Facebook today and start sharing. That's what she said jokes, right? How do they do <laughs> right. Well, I think it, I think it depends on the platform, but like Instagram and Snapchat are now providing like, you know, the, the story feature and the story is kind of a great way to kind of slowly evolve your content into more authentic, authentic content. So, you know, for real estate agents specifically, uh, we have like a great opportunity to show ourselves in the car on the way to see open houses or like, here's what I'm doing to get ready for the open house and stuff like that. Like, or the behind the scenes that are showing like that, that's what people want to see more of and we're lucky to be in such a fascinating industry where we're seeing houses and we're seeing um you know plots of land construction sites and like everybody wants to know about houses so we have that opportunity on instagram story to start kind of evolving your content to more authentic behind the scenes stuff i think i said the same thing like three times there but yeah that's that's what it is that's authenticity 
Yeah, authenticity. Exactly. <laughs> Cliche authenticity. Like, you know, you organic should, authenticity. Yeah, you should be like the real estate authenticator. Is that a word? That's what it <laughs> can be now. It can be now. I like it. Yeah, I'll, I'll change my usernames to that. That's good. The, the real estate <laughs> authenticator. There you go. Perfect. So I'm like the self-proclaimed reality TV whore in the group. Uh-huh. I like friends with like Ryan Serhant because I see him commenting <laughs> stuff all the time and uh -huh. I'm a creeper, I'm aware. Uh-huh. Um, I, I met him once. Um, I met no, him I'm once not. too. Nice. No, I'm not friends with him. We've just like interacted and posted each other's stuff a couple times. I worked in the same office as the Altman brothers at Hilton and Highland. Um, so I know them a little bit, but I don't really know any of those, any of those people. Okay. Just, besides, just besides my, my uh, social media relations with them. So sorry to disappoint. Famous person that's ever sent you, like in my mind, there's this whole secret world where like half of your content is coming from like Frederick Eklund or Ryan Serhant. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Most epic content of all time and like, it's coming from those guys that have to be on show all the time. Like, who's the most famous person that's ever sent you content? I guess Ryan. Um, yeah, Ryan, what, what I did, I, I posted very early on with the broke agent, like a joke about Ryan Serhant, and then he followed me and started um, commenting on my stuff. And then we've DM'd kind of regularly. Like, he, he promoted my book, I promoted his book, um, I promoted his real estate course, and it's just kind of been like a, a fun relationship where if I joke about million dollar listing, he always like comments and yeah, I don't know. No one that famous. I mean, it's a real estate like joke page. I don't have like Ariana Grande talking to me or anything. Like in it's real not, estate world, you're cool. like a real estate celebrity. Oh, thank you. I guess Tom Ferry I'd talk to. He's like a mentor. So Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. It's like a BFD. Yeah. Tom, is it? <laughs> yeah. Tom, Tom Ferry's always been in my corner, always liked my content. So I've gone into his office a few times and had like strategy sessions with him where I like talk about what I'm trying to do with it. I like write on a whiteboard, like, oh, I'm gonna sell merchandise, I'm gonna do this. And it was just like, you have no idea what you're doing. Still but I like how you just casually mention, like I kick it with Tom Ferry and write on his grease board. <laughs> like that was <laughs> like. Well, <laughs> I guess from our perspective, those seem like big things, but to the outside person, if I say, you know, the name Tom Ferry, I don't think like yeah. my mom cares. Well, maybe my mom does, but you know, <laughs> other moms. I'm sure your mom cares. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Are you Jewish? Yes. Okay. Can't you tell by my, by my rabbinical beard that I've been growing? You don't can you tell by my nose? Yeah, can you tell by my Jewish Hasidic curls? Oh, um, wow. We got, we got multiple Jews here. Three Jews awesome. up in the house today. I just yeah. saw on your Facebook profile that you speak um, Hebrew, but so like... I, I do? Wait, I have that on my Facebook profile? <laughs> oh, yeah. I definitely I'm don't I'm going to laugh if it's like a different Eric Steiner. Right? I, oh, I shit. That would be really funny. No, because it's all Derek Jeter, so it has to be you. Is it? Oh uh, yeah, I, I, guess, I mean, I think I've met Mickey Mantle as my cover photo, but it no, says, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, it says uh, French and Hebrew. Oh yeah, Are I took, I took. Right one? No, she is. I took French in high school, so I probably put that as a joke, and I've been to Israel like twice. I definitely don't speak Hebrew. <laughs> I can't even find you on Facebook. That's funny. Um, but so like, I can hear in my head right now, my mm -hmm. Jewish mom mm -hmm. being like, Lindsay. You cannot go on the Facebook and tell the people these bad things. Right. You know, like, what does your mom think about the broadcast? <laughs> uh, my mom is, like, my biggest supporter with it, actually. It's my, my dad's kind of been more the uh, – my, my dad supports it, too, definitely. But, you know, he's always like, you know, you should be doing more real estate stuff. Like, you, you could make money doing real estate. Um, so I think he's always kind of been wanting me to take the more traditional path but they're both Jewish, so I don't know where the Judaism plays into, you know, which way they're pulling me, necessarily. Uh, it plays into the <laughs> good Jewish guilt and be a good Jewish, like, walk the liner. So that's, like, my mom hates that I'm, like, a nonconformist. Hates. Right. I mean, I've been very, very successful in my career. And, like, mm -hmm. literally up until, like, two years ago, she is always, like, why don't you go back to school and finish your MBA? Or why don't you go back to school and get a nursing degree? <laughs> Just in case, Lindsay, just in case the sky falls down, you know, right. so um, I can totally see 
your dad saying that was uh, matured a little bit in my in my content it's a fine line <laughs> it is yes it is a super fine line well we are so thankful you came on the show today and that you thanks. talked to us and we got to know you a bit better this was awesome thanks for having me yeah this is fun this is probably the best uh podcast i've been on and in, in, in terms of just like conversation not to insult the other podcasts i was just i had more fun on this one nice. De delete that part actually <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna be your snippet that we roll up yeah. the highlight is like right broke agent says we're the shit <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> is this this isn't live right now is no, it no absolutely no. and this is exactly why because right because yeah, we're a disaster so <laughs> <laughs> so leave us with your, since you're a content guru, leave us with your five best hashtags oh. on Instagram. For real. Five, five hashtags? Well, yeah. what I've noticed is the hashtags I've been using are like so played out at this point that they're not even operating effectively anymore. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but I would use, you know, realtor humor, realtor problems, uh, you know, new listing, open house, like kind of like the main hashtags. But now when I use those hashtags, it basically shadow bans my post or something like that because they're being used so consistently. So for hashtags, you should use hashtags very specific to that post. So like today I posted a Batman meme. It sounds so stupid, but I posted a, a Batman meme and just did like Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight Rises memes, you know, um, Christian Bale, Christian Bale meme, stuff like that. So if it's very post specific, then it tends to do a little bit better and you can't keep repeating the same hashtags over and over again. So you have to keep switching those up. I used to have like a giant 30 mm -hmm. hashtag block that I would have in my notes section and copy paste into every post, but Instagram now reads that as spam. So some posts don't use hashtags, some posts use three, some posts use 10. Like you have to just like, it's very, it's like an art at this, at this point. And it's kind so of consistently inconsistent is the name of the game. It sounds yes. But, but like the more specific and post specific, the better. So you don't want to have hashtags that don't relate to the post at all. So you don't want to have like hashtag open house if your post has nothing to do with that. So I don't know if that answered it well, but you could no, also- that actually answers you could also it really well. Okay, great. Well, you could also download the, uh, the Broke Agent ebook and then find out more. All right, well, cool. Well, thank you for joining us today, Eric. We super appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Thanks. Right. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. We hope you loved our show today. If you enjoyed it, do the homegirls a favor and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. Share this episode with all of your homegirls and friends and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at homegirlsco.